0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more.
1: Hey there. Hey, Kate. You know, like, hey there.
0: Uh, Is that a song? What's that from? Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to What's That From?
1: A podcast exploring musicals we don't know, but probably should.
0: This week's episode, we're going to be focusing on the pajama game. woo Too bad I don't have my pajamas on for this one.
1: Yeah, I actually don't either, and I feel like kind of a, f- a fraud.
0: Yeah, me too. Oh, well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it.
0: <laughs> um, so... Should we just dive right into this uh 32nd plot challenge?
1: Yes, I think we should. I will admit I have been mentally preparing for this for 2 days. Um if it goes poorly, it's completely my fault. <laughs> <laughs> let me know let me know when the times on the clock.
0: Time is on the clock.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. Um You ready? I think I should be good. Yeah.
0: Should we do like um a seven and a half second challenge, maybe, for this one, instead of a 30?
1: I see what you did there, but I would be able to explain nothing. Actually, maybe I could. Wait, okay, wait. Do seven and a half seconds. I'll accept the challenge. Okay. Okay.
0: Seven seconds on the clock. Three, two, go.
1: Superintendent, he's attractive. There's a girl. She's the head of the grievance committee. Conflict, seven and a half cent raise. Love. Time.
0: Time. That was pretty good. <laughs> I we can go back and do 30 seconds just to give you that was really good and I want to hear more, so
1: <laughs> I was mentally preparing for the 30 seconds. So that really that set me into a like I was in fight or flight. <laughs> I blacked out. I honestly don't remember anything I just said.
0: That was really good. Let's do 30. Let's do 30. I just thought it'd be fun. Okay. 30, 3, 2
1: there's a pajama factory, a new attractive superintendent comes in and he gets in a fight, he gets punched. Then Babe Williams, the leader of the grievance committee comes in and then she's like, wait, this guy's attractive. They fall in love. But then she's also like, wait, I work for this company and we want a seven and a half cent raise. And he's like, wait, but I work for the heads up guys, the guys at the head, and we don't want to do that. And then she's like, wait, then I can't love you. But then at the end, he's like, wait, I'm going to help you. And then they're in love again
0: time you finished it pretty much like right on 30 seconds
1: wow my mental preparation really did help me out this time
2: it
0: worked out
1: because <laughs> i was thinking of all the unnecessary things that i don't need to say in the plot like when i was thinking about it i was like do i need to bring up this this, this? and i was like do not, do not bring up the 15 unnecessary things that you're about to bring up
0: me that's what i always do
1: yeah it's it's so easy to though because like it's that thing where when you get passionate and you want to explain something you feel the need to go into such great detail and then by like minute 12 of you explaining it and you're only like a quarter of the way through act 1 and people are like I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, literally.
1: The pajama game.
0: Pajama game. It's I I had a tough experience with this this show.
1: I will be so honest, I did too.
0: It was tough cuz like this is a show that I feel like I have known for since I was in, like, middle school, but did not know anything about it at all. I feel like I knew the standout songs, like, Hernando's Hideaway, Hey There, Steam Heat, and, like, the title song, like, I knew that. But, like, or, like, There Once Was a Man Who Loves I feel like I knew that. I had no idea that was in the pajama game. So when I was listening to her watching it it came on, I was like, wait, oh yeah, I know this song. Like, Yes,
1: and, but it's also funny because knowing any of those songs did not... None of them, like, separated from the pajama game. Like, when you put them in the pajama game, I still was like, this does not fit, really. <laughs> I, was like, I love Steam Heat, and I was like, wait, why is this in the musical? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's just like, the music is all good, though. Like, I, I liked all the songs. I thought they were really good. And I thought the arrangements were great, and I thought like the performances were good i thought like watching the, i'm talking about the movie too like the like the costumes were beautiful like the cinematography was great cuz it was directed by Stanley Donen who did singing in the rain and and like i don't know it was just so tough because all the pieces like went together except for the fact that like it's like gross like
1: yeah also i will say like even looking at the the um the cover photo, like, if if anyone needs a, a glance at the cover photo, head on over to our Instagram page, WTF underscore B-Way. But the cover photo is, like, a girl looking all shy in a pajama shirt and then, like, six men staring at her.
0: Yeah, and, she, and her pajama shirt's, like, falling down. Like.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of icky. Like, I was like, ugh. Uh. Because, okay, because I think the thing, okay, so... Kind of like to get a little, a little deeper into the plot. I think I did an okay job with the 30 seconds, but like Babe Williams, the lead girl, I would say she's kind of like a, a feminist activist, at least it seems.
0: I I really liked that. I really liked her character in the sense that like, she was always like, this is my job. This is my career. Like,
1: yeah. And like, she was like in the union, like she was heading up, she was like hosting meetings.
0: Yeah. I really liked her bold character.
1: Yeah, me too, which is why then in this cover, I'm like, but I did feel like somewhere in the love story, she kind of like lost that sparkle. And yeah. I was like, girl.
0: It was like, they were so like the writers, they were like so close, like so close to making a a golden age female character. That's not just like, I need a man. Like yes, she didn't, she, and she was even like, I don't need a man. But then he, he was like. I don't know. Keep going with the plot. I won't. I won't jump it too far. Like
1: no, but I, I agree. Like it. It is kind of so. Basically, like I said, the um Sid Sorokin or the guy who is the new superintendent at the Pajama Factory comes in and he gets in a fight, and then uh, Babe has to come in and because she's the like grievance committee, so she has to assess the situation, and then all the girls in the factory are like, oh, like he's so cute. Like, don't you like? you love him. And she's like, what? No, I'm not in love. And that's kind of the fierce, like queen, like, no, you're not in love. Like you don't need that. But then, um, she is. (laughs) And then they like kind of do this little like flirty thing for a while. And they go to this picnic, which is where that super fun song comes in that like my once a year day song, which I was like, this kind of has gone on for like eight minutes but i'm living (laughs)
0: yeah but like that that the dancing was so much fun like
1: yeah it was so much fun yeah i just thought some of the plot points were a bit problematic like i i listened to it again after i watched the movie then i listened to the album like twice through because it's not that long actually the songs like if you listen to them are not that long yeah and um some of the lyrics i was like Like, the once a year day thing, I was like, wow, so this is just truly a song about how, like, once a year, you cheat on your wife, but it's just once a year. (laughs) Or, like, like, that guy is, like, doing this bad thing, but it's his once a year day, so he could do it. I was like, wow, do we have that? Like, is that a thing? (laughs)
0: Yeah, wait, what day is that? And please let me know so that I can be, like on my game to be watching everybody to make sure nobody's going crazy I
1: know. i'm like do i need to mark my calendar for the once he rooted because <laughs> i'm not been informed <laughs> yeah i was kind of shocked by that but then they kiss of course and then they're like wait we're in love now
0: and then he, he just kind of like he was like hey like you want to kiss me and she's like no like like you're my boss and like i'm a woman of my career and he's like yeah but you want to kiss me right and she's like i guess. And then they kiss,
1: and it goes into the most aggressive love story I
0: have yeah, ever. Out of nowhere, like I really didn't even in the movie, like I didn't get vibes really that they like she was that like that much into him until like all the girls like put it in her head. You know what I mean? Like I really didn't even get those vibes that she was like that like love struck by him in the beginning. And then all of a sudden, she's like saying she loves him.
1: Yes, and then that like I don't want to have small talks on. Just okay,
0: that song is like gotta go for me because she was trying to like talk about her day talk about things that are going on in the news and he was like can you please shut up like shut up like kiss me like shut up and stop talking
1: i was like he needs to keep it in his pants i was like this is so aggressive like she is just trying to have a relationship with you as a person and you're like please stop talking
0: yeah like it was gross like a gross song
1: yeah, and this was also, like, at least in my, the timeline in my brain, it, it was actually five seconds after they met. So I was like...
0: "It was." I thought that too. I was like, wait, this is so quick.
1: Yeah. So then that kind of... Then they, like, really... But I guess for the part for them to, like, kind of break up, you really did have to have this, like, aggressive love story because or else, like, then their, like, separation wouldn't be so, like... Not the lovebird. So then they sing that, like, really, like... Ho Downey, there once was a man song.
0: Yeah, that song would be a perfect Oklahoma audition song.
1: So fun. Very fun song, but also some of the lyrics kind of problematic, I thought. But very fun. Had a great time. Then then the seven cent thing comes in, which with the seven and a half cents. So I thought that like I wish this was like more of the plot. I think in the middle. Like I felt like we lost this like aggressive like fight for change for a little bit. But then we got back to it. So basically all the workers in the pajama factory want a seven and a half cent raise. Um, And so then there's obviously a conflict because Sid Sorokin is the superintendent. So he's like working for the big shots. And like Babe is just in the factory. She's in the union. She's also fighting for this. And so there's this huge conflict between like you don't want to give us the raise because of your new job that you want to keep. But like, I'm fighting for what I want. So if we can't like be together because of that, then like, we can't be together.
2: Right.
1: So then they do that. And then they're like, so sad boy. And then since Roken, he goes through the books, right? Like the, he has to get the key from, um, is it? Yeah. 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 And he's
0: like, Hey, like, Uh, give me this key, and and then they, like, go to Hernando's high, which, I gotta say, disappointed in that number, in the movie. Because, we haven't said this yet, but, choreographed by Bob Fosse, on Broadway, and in the movie, which was, like, his big hit on Broadway's first one, Tony Award, early on, earliest work, and it's fun to watch the movie, too, and see his choreography, because it's so cute and playful, which is such a big contrast to his later, like, dark, experimental work, you know? But it is cool to, like, see, like, the beginning of the Fosse stuff, like, in the, you know, like, I really like that aspect of watching the movie. But disappointed in that number, such a good tango, and there was not any good dancing.
1: I just like so much match work. So people lighting candles.
0: (laughs) But I was like, come on, like, Carol Haney, she's the one who um, starred on Broadway as Gladys and won a Tony Award for it. And she reprised her role in the movie. Big choreographer, choreographer's assistant in Hollywood and on Broadway, and was a Broadway star too under Tony Award, Um, but big dancer girl and no dancing in the tango. I was yeah. like, come on! And like, I was a little disappointed in that one, but yeah.
1: but then they go there and he seduces her, gets the key, yeah, and then he finds some some loophole in the books, right? Like, so that yeah. they can, oh, that they've been losing a ton of money.
0: Well, he finds that. Like So everybody wants a a 7.5 cent raise because that's what everybody else is getting. And they're like, we deserve that too. And he finds in the book that the boss did account for a a 7.5 cent raise but was, like, pocketing it himself. Fake. Yeah. Slimy.
1: Slimy. Yeah. So then he finds that out and then they have this big, like, union rally. And then he's like, all right. Fine, let's go to the rally and tell them that we'll give them the raise. And then they go and they're like, We won. And then they're like, Yeah. And then Babe and Sid sh- share this, like, also kind of crusty kiss that made me uncomfortable. He was like, I don't want you to kiss me just because I got you this seven and a half cent raise. And she was like,
2: eh. <laughs> Right.
1: You know what I mean? I was kind of like, Oh, okay. And then they have a pajama. Pajama. However you pronounce that word.
2: Pajama party.
1: <laughs> pajama party. And they all model different pajamas. And it's just a cute little choice.
0: Right. And that's the pajama game.
1: I feel like that's the, that's like, <laughs> because I think the thing with like some of these like classic, like these older shows from like the forties and fifties is like, they're so cute and so fun but the story just like doesn't taste right. Like it doesn't sit right. You know what I mean? And so I feel like what's so sad is when you try to revive it, I feel like it's just kind of like,
0: Oh yeah. Like the, the big thing that I took away, it was like, ah, oh, like good material, like music wise, arrangement wise, like fun energy, cool plot, bad overarching sexist theme, but good overarching, like core theme of like, getting paid what you deserve and like getting like fighting for justice. It's like, it's so hard. Like so many parts of that were like going, like hitting me. Right. And then so much of it was hitting me wrong. And then yeah. my big thing, I was like, you know what? Like, Oh, it's so tough. Like golden age stuff is my favorite. Cause I feel like that's just like, just like oh like there's nothing like like those old musicals nowadays like and like we need more of that or we need more revivals but the problem is all the problems with the show and i was like you know what like so many movies are like based off of plots of other like older movies or like remade movies like a star is born like where like they just keep remaking movies over and over again It's like why can't we do that with broadway like why can't we just take the pajama game and like fix the problems with it and make it better like why can't broadway you know it's like a rights issue but like like, can we do that? Can we fix yeah. it?
1: Like- and like the book that it's based off of is called Seven and a Half Cents. I mean, I've never read the book, so I don't, yeah. I don't know exactly. But I'm like, that just sounds like more of like a rallying, like it sounds more like a Newsies like strike thing. Like I feel like I feel like Newsies kind of does the thing where it's like the strike is like the main plot, but then you have like a little love story in the side. Right. Where I feel like this is like the love story is like the main plot. And there's, like, a little strike thing, kind of. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wish that the strike was, like, more
2: amplified.
0: Yeah, like like I said, like, the core message of the show is, like, fighting for justice and getting paid what you deserve. Like, if that was, like, yeah, pawn driven more. Yeah, you're right. Yeah,
1: because I also felt like the there was also... Because I feel like all I... What I left thinking most about was, like, Sid and Babe's relationship, but also, like, Gladys and her, like guy too how like there was like that weird thing where he was like i'm not gonna ever be jealous of you again and like that lady was like well if she cheats on you will you be jealous and he was like oh, no <laughs> at the end he like gets so mad and is like throwing knives at her
0: i was like okay whoa like this needs to like what is going on like why is he piecing her through the basement throwing knives at her like that was a plot point that i was like somebody who wrote this who came up with this.
1: It was so aggressive. I was like, oh my gosh, like this guy's barely been in the plot and he just kind of seems sad. But now he's like literally throwing knives at her. So I just felt like I left thinking a lot more about the couples and their turmoils rather than like the group as a whole. Right. That makes sense.
0: Oh, like it was so tough. Like I wanted to like it so bad, and so many parts of it, I kept convincing me, like, oh, this is great, and then it would hit something else, and I'd be like, ah, they did it again, like brought it back down.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would have to agree, which is kind of unfortunate because I like really wanted to love it. Like I was like, this is this is gonna be life changing, right? And then I was like, it was fine, and then I think the songs are so good, like, yeah, I think so too. And, I, and I think they stand alone.
0: Right, like, what's your, like, what was your favorite song?
1: I think that, like, the Hernando's Hideaway has to be my favorite song.
0: So good. Mine, actually, like, out of of the famous ones, like, Steam Heat is just, like, I just love it. I just love that music so much, but A New Town is a Blue Town? Oh, my gosh. That song is beautiful. How has, why doesn't every guy sing that? Like, it's a little out of my range, I feel like. I mean, I'll try it, but. Yeah. So good. I don't know why more people don't sing it.
2: Yeah,
1: I don't either. And I also liked the, like, I liked the I'll Never Be Jealous Again, like, duet. Like, I thought that, like, the...
0: soft like, shoe was so cute. Yes,
1: yeah, so yeah. cute. And I was like, but then the lyrics were just so cringy. I was like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. But there are some really... But that's the thing, is, like, some of these songs, I'm like, it really is, like, what's that from? <laughs> I feel like half these songs. I am yeah. like, "What is that from?" I have no idea.
0: Pajama game is the perfect example of "What's that from?" <laughs> like, yeah, literally. As I was listening to "There Was a Man," was a, I was like, "Wait, that's what's that from?" But the pajama game, like
1: this, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: So,
1: it did. It did its job, but it, I mean, it did well on Broadway. Like when it first opened. Okay, so it opened in May of 1954, and it ran for 1,063 performances.
0: Yeah, well. And it won um, Best Musical at the Tony Awards.
1: Yeah. And in 2006, when it was revived, it won the Best Revival. Right. So I guess people really like it. I
0: wonder if the revival will change stuff of the book. Like, I wonder if they did update it a little bit.
1: I'm not sure. Yeah. I watched the Tony performance, and it was like Kelly O'Hara and... Um,
0: Harry Connick Jr. Oh,
1: Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. So good.
0: I, I like Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But maybe it's also because, okay, like 42nd Street. The plot, not that great. The uh, dancing, incredible. Maybe that's kind of, like, the deal with the pajama game. Like, if you see a live performance of it, like, there are so many numbers that I'm sure just, like, pop off with the dancing.
0: You will be entertained, yeah,
1: yeah for sure. Like, yeah. as a show, like, the ensemble, the dancing, the songs, the, like, I feel like all of that is, like, whoa, look at all this, like, Bob Bossie, look at all this choreography, look, it's, like, so great. And then you can, like, kind of overlook the fact like, the plot is not that great. Right. So maybe that's why. Because I kind of feel it's the same way. Like, 42nd Street, the dancing's so good, you could just watch it forever. But, like, the plot, if you just took the dancing out, would just be, like, oh.
0: <laughs> right, like, the, the thing with 42nd Street, I mean, I know we're not talking about 42nd Street, but I love it so much, and it's so tough. It's another, like, love-hate thing, because it's, like, where they go with it, it's, like, so thin. Like they, like, they really, like, I don't know who wrote it, but...
1: So maybe it's just, like,
0: it could be, like, the same thing.
1: Yeah, like, maybe, because I do feel like there are so many vehicles in this show for really cool things to happen on the stage. So maybe that's why.
0: Well, fact-wise, book was written by George Abbott, big Broadway writer and director. And um, and Richard Bissell?
1: Yeah, it looks oh, like I'm... he also wrote um, Seven and a Half Cents, the oh. book.
0: That's cool. The
1: book itself, yeah. Hmm,
0: cool. cool. Um, I like when shows do that, because then it feels like more like what was intended, I guess. Yeah,
1: like very collaborative.
0: Yeah. And then the music and lyrics are by Richard Adler and Jerry Ross. The production was directed by George Abbott, who co-wrote the book, and Jerome Robbins, which is crazy to me, because Jerome Robbins and George, George Abbott directed it, but Bob Bossie choreographed it. Like, can you just imagine a room where Jerome Robbins is like only there for the directing and not for the dancing? Also,
1: like... The brain power and like creative energy of like those people must have just like made everyone's head explode.
0: Yeah, like off the charts. Like really think about it. Like Bob Fosse and Jerome Robbins. I think they worked together also on um Bells Are Ringing.
1: Oh, I love Bells Ringing. And even like like now I'm I'm just like looking at George Abbott's like credentials. <laughs> I mean the list is like ridiculous like he he did so much like direct produce the book the like consultant the like he did so many things like oh my gosh like if i did like one of these things they'd be like pat on the back your career's over you're great like he it's really like every year from like 1915 until 1994
0: and he like he discovered so many famous people like Liza Minnelli, and um, he worked with so many incredible people, writers and directors, and, you know, like...
1: I mean, like that, like, when you have Bob Fosse, Jerome Robbins, and George Abbott in a room, I don't think, like, failure is even an option. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just odd. That's setting you up for success.
0: Right. Another fun fact about the pajama game is that um, Shirley MacLaine, who oscar winner, like, big actress she like kind of got her career started in Hollywood because she was, um, I think she was an ensemble or or I've heard, you know, all these old Broadway stories, there's so many different versions of them, but she she was working on the show, whether she was in it or just an understudy and for Carol Haney's role um, of Gladys and Carol Haney like had an injury and um, had to be taken out and Shirley MacLaine had to go on. And one of the nights, uh, somebody from, Hollywood came and saw it and was like, wow, that girl's a star. And then signed her onto a contract for Paramount. And now she's Oscar winner, Shirley McLean. Like
1: just like right place at the right time, you know? When-
0: and then this led to Bob Bosse getting the um the job as the director and choreographer for the Sweet Charity movie because Shirley McLean got cast in that before they Bob Bossi had signed on to do it, even though he did the original Broadway production. They were gonna make the movie without him. And she was like, No, like I'm only going to do it if he's the director. And so that's how he got the job of directing it.
1: It's so cool. Yeah. I think that's also like, what's so cool about like this period of time in theater is like, there was so much crossover between stage and screen. And like, I don't know, like people, like some of these people were like household names, you know what I mean? And like, I just think that that is cool. Like I was even like, watching the movie and like my dad would come over and be like, Oh, I recognize this person, this person. I'm like, really? And he's like yeah, you know what I mean? And like, I, don't know, I just think it's like a cool thing when like that happens. And I think that was more prominent then because of all the movie musicals and production. And
0: right. Maybe one day we'll get back to that.
1: Yeah. Hopefully starting with the prom, <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so what would you rate the pajama game?
0: I would rate the pajama game uh seven and a half. Okay. <laughs> Only because seven and a half cents. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, okay, like you really thought that through, like even a half?
0: <laughs> no. I'd have to probably give it a five out of ten.
1: Yeah. I was like, that's yeah. pretty high. I was honestly kind yeah. of shocked when you said that. I was like, oh wow.
0: Yeah, I just did it for the bit. I'd, I'd guess, I'd, yeah, I'd probably get a 5 out of 10.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would also say a 5 out of 10. Uh, yeah. The plot just really made me uncomfortable. <laughs> like, there were some scenes where I was, like, actively cringing. But then the dancing would happen, and then the ensemble would sing, and they were so joyful. And then they got their 7.5 cent raise, and I was so happy for them. And like, yeah. all the, like, cute, like, side people that, like, are always, like, randomly just... Saying derpy things and I was like, you go.
0: Like I love like hokey musical theater lines from the ensemble. Like those things like are winners.
1: Yeah. So I guess um I guess that's it on the pajama game. I think we really covered yep. it.
0: Put the the pajama game to sleep.
1: <laughs> I'm so done with you. Oh
0: uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, we really covered it from top to bottom.
0: Ah, uh, I see what you did there. We so um
1: give us a follow on instagram our handle is at wtf underscore b way that's wtf underscore b w a y
0: and check us out on monday for our next musical reveal to see what we're doing next what's it gonna be
1: we'll see you next week
0: see ya